This is the Alpaca Podcast for all things alpaca. If you're an owner, a soon-to-be owner, a want-to-be owner, or are just alpaca mad or love the fleece, welcome to the Alpaca Tribe. I'm Steve Hetherington. Hi, Steve here, and welcome to the podcast for alpaca people. While I had Rita on the call, I wanted to explore with her what was happening with the alpaca industry in Australia. Here's what we talked about. I've been interested in in what's happening around the world, different things going on. I've kind of got a a sense of, of the UK a bit, at least, from the people I'm in contact with here. But I was just wondering what, what's happening with the alpaca industry in Australia at the moment. Do you have a sense that it's growing or is it is it kind of shrinking back? Is the, the value of animals and that kind of thing, is it fairly stable or is it – it fluctuates, I know. But, yeah, so I'd just be, be interested in mm. what's hap- what you think, what you noticed is, is happening in Australia. Yes, yes. I can't comment as hmm, – someone that's heavily involved in the industry because I've taken a step back okay. and my partner and I, we haven't been to shows and things like that. But from my perspective, I think it has stabilized, sort of stable. Um, there are lots of older breeders that are retiring. Mm. And by older, I mean those that started right at the beginning when alpacas came to Australia and the industry was starting. So lots and lots of those uh, are retiring. Some of their herds are being bought uh, by other breeders. Um, Some herds are dispersed. But, yes, there's been quite a few people that have retired from alpaca Mm. breeding and showing in the past few years in Australia. Uh, there's some newcomers. I think the shows are finding it hard to get the same amount of animals right. and the same amount of people as they did before COVID. Oh, okay. So I think there's a period in our history here that is before COVID and maybe before, just before the borders to exporting alpacas to Europe closed. There's a period mm. of COVID and then there's now. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a few challenges for alpaca breeders, especially the high level, the top breeders was the export market was really you know profitable, especially to Europe, to North America, and uh, and and those sort of things. But now because there's that's closed, uh, they're shifting mm. now and exporting alpacas to Asia. Um, right. And the prices have gone down, I would say, or they've stabilised. They're not as crazy as yeah. they used to be. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like what I hear a lot is, um, you know, conveners from shows, you know, saying we need more we need more people, we need to show alpacas and things like that. On the other side, I think that a lot of people are attracted to alpaca ownership as a lifestyle option. Mm. So, you know, people that want to have some – alpacas uh, at their small farm or small holding. I think that keeps going. Um, But maybe, yeah, the challenges for the breeding herds and those top-level breeders, 
I think that, yeah. Uh, look, I, I don't get involved a lot in the politics yeah. <laughs> no, of things. <laughs> that's a good idea. If you know what I mean. No, let's stay away from um, that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was very enthusiastic in the beginning when I started as an alpaca owner and I put, you know, my hand up to volunteer in, in committees and all sorts of things. But it can be challenging, you know, in any industry to put your ideas forward and um, to, you know, to volunteer. And when there's so many people with different interests, yeah, it can, you know, create challenges. And I think that I, um, I, I, I had a, a hard time being in, you know, committees and doing certain things mm. in the alpaca industry um, in Australia. It's not to say that it's a bad industry. There's wonderful people, but, you know, People disagree. Yeah. People can be nasty to each other, and things can happen. And uh, you know, unfortunately, I was part of that experience. Yeah. No, I think that that's you're going to find that anywhere. And I think I, I recognise some of of those kind of issues around, and it's where people have got clear ideas, and they clash in some way. And uh, we're still working out what are the right answers here. <laughs> things mm. change over time. Mm. And the way things were done when the people started, the people who, who you're saying are now retiring, when they started and the kind of the things that were happening, the imports and the uh, the early breeding and the early shows and the thing, that's all changed now. That's developed over time. Mm-hmm. And there's a new a new way of doing things, a new way of thinking. And there's we need that freshness. And, and it, it seems to go in, I was going to say cycles, but but in things that, that sort of rise in undulation and an up and a down. Um, with the development of those things, and there are individuals that can be key, but but it, you end up with a group of individuals who of a similar stature and, and and experience, and and they're starting to see the thing, and it grows to a certain size. Be, people are aware of alpacas a lot more. Mm-hmm. People are experiencing them, and then and then the shows grow, and this becomes really popular for whatever reason, and. Yeah. And then, and then it, it tails off and it changes. And there's, there's another, the, the, this is the new thing where everyone's doing this now. And yeah, yeah. That, that, that kind of shifting backwards and forwards is, okay, so how do we, how do we recognize the trend here rather than the peaks mm. and the troughs, the, the, the spikes that are very big? What's the general trend? And can we kind of be part of the main development of that? Mm-hmm. And, it, and you, I think you, I would, well done for getting involved in committees and things. That's that is challenging, and it <laughs> it takes it takes effort uh, and commitment. Yes. And, and I think there's a time for that. I mean, it's good to do that, but it, it it's also you got to say actually I've done my bit. I I can't I haven't got the capacity to do everything, and that that bit I need to move away from and put down and and let someone else take that on. Um, mm-hmm. And that and that just changes over over time. But what's the general trend? Uh, and I think the numbers go up and they get to a reasonable side. We were always looking from the UK mm. at what was happening in Australia and what was happening mm-hmm. in, in America because you you got the import slightly earlier. So it's probably, I don't know, maybe 10 years. I don't know where it, mm-hmm. where you draw the line these days, but it was about 10 years different. Mm-hmm. Um, so we could kind of look and see what was happening in Australia and America and go, okay, so that is is that where we're going in the UK industry? Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that we have followed the same pattern but there is that the numbers go up and they grow and the national herd um, numbers mm. go up. But there is this large amount of people who've got a few alpacas and are they part of the alpaca industry? Mm. It depends what you, mm. how you want to define that. And is there, is there an industry anyway? It's not really, 
in the UK still, it's not really that big. Uh, when you compare it with sheep, mm-hmm. and I guess the same, you look at sheep in in Australia, New Zealand. Uh, yes, that's that's what that's what at least in the narrow view that we have of Australia from the UK, <laughs> that's what we think. Oh yeah, they 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 have they have kangaroos and sheep. No, no I don't know. It's uh, yes, and it's the same with alpacas. Yeah, and so the number of alpacas, the the size of the herds and things in Australia seem to get a lot bigger. Um, there's a lot more space than, the, but, but then you also have problems with with drought. Uh, and and bushfires, yes. and so it's this kind of tension of and floods. How, how do you and floods and floods? <laughs> I, I know. I, I I'm sorry. Is this the same place I'm looking at? This this water everywhere, and this is now parched earth, and it's the same place, and it's just strange. Yes. Yeah. It's very strange. I think it's climate. Ch- well, it is climate change, isn't it? Is. It? But, it is. Yeah. Um, clearly. Yeah. It's interesting because uh, some people. Yeah, call it an alpaca industry and ta da 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 and a fibre industry, but mm. I don't think we're there. And when you speak mm. to sheep farmers, they, they sort of laugh because it's still quite small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's still quite small. And the, the hard thing is the disappointment, I think, in some people's faces when they realise yeah. that uh, some people go into it and they believe in some of the uh, words and phrases mm. they see. We still talk about fiber of the gods, don't we? Yeah. We talk about yeah. alpaca fiber being highly valuable and all those sort of things. But when it actually comes to a small herd selling um, their fiber, um, mm. they'll, they'll probably find they won't get much interest. Uh, to get yeah. interest from yeah. spinners, weavers, knitters, and, and you know, craftspeople, you need to have very good fiber. Um, yeah. And you need to have it cleaned, and you know. And you need to have enough of it. Yes, and enough of it. Absolutely. Yes. And, and the whole thing of scaling, whatever you do, because there, there are things you can do with just the fibre you get from your own animals, but mm-hmm. to 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 kind of get into a production of fibre, which then being is is then being sold on, is being produced uh, into to other things, and being part of that, which I guess is what it, most people mean when they talk about the industry. Kind of the bigger scale thing. How how do, what's the place of the small owner with a, with a few animals or you know a few dozen animals? How does that work? And and I think it's a it's a different thing. And I think you're right. It is it is easy to get disappointed, uh, which is back to my points about we need to have our head and heart involved in the <laughs> in the whole process mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. be realistic, but also have some vision and some passion. Um, and see, yes. now I, I know, I know that you've done some stuff with with your fiber, uh, and and knitting mm-hmm. and and various things. Are you still doing that? Are you still finding time for that? Well, I haven't been doing much of it lately because I had to pick up an extra day at my uh, job um, because the price of living has increased a lot here in Australia. Has. Costs of yeah. everything have gone up, um, so I had to. Um, you know, work more hours uh, outside of the farm. So that means I've got less time for my hobbies, which are knitting, playing with fibre, felting, doing all sorts of things like that. Um, Mm. I'm still very passionate about it and I still save the saddles and save everything, all the clippings from my alpacas. Um, Mm. I use some of it as mulch, the the, the not-so-good bits, some of it as bird Mm. sort of nesting material. Um, yeah. But not as uh, as active as I would like to be. 
And yeah. that's because of time. Time yeah. and I'd say money as well. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. uh, and also, I mean, when I did the training with uh, Marty in the UK and then I came back, I realized that I wanted to focus a lot on being a better alpaca handler myself. Right. And yeah. every you know, weekend now, um, I spend about two hours, you know, refining my skills, you know, videotaping myself, looking, thinking about how can I make things better for my alpacas and for mm-hmm. me. And yeah. easier and safer and less stressful and things like that. So my focus has shifted slightly from the fiber to ensuring the animals are the best they can be, the happiest they can yeah. be, and that I am, you know, refining my skills as well. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go back to the fiber, obviously, because it's always there. Um, yeah. But yeah. No, and I think that's really important to recognize those kind of ebbs and flows of capacity in terms of you know the time we've got available and the things that we want to focus on and you can't do everything the reality is we can't do everything as as much or as well as we would like to so what what will you choose what will you pick well for this season whatever that means whether it's a a literal season or whether it's a year or whether it's a couple of years then focusing on handling and understanding the animals mm-hmm. and getting you know building that into to something really um, strong in you, but also something that you can teach others mm. uh, and, and pass on is, is really important. And then, the, as you say, the fibre is always there. So there are things that you can do with it. A little fiddle here, a little 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 experiment there. Yes. Um, but if you're going to scale up, then you it's a different kind of thing and you have to think about, so what, what do I want to do? How am I going to do that? And if you've got a little bit of fleece, then you have to find how, how, do, you, how do you increase the amount of fiber you know are you going to become a collecting house for for mm. other people in a similar situation to you and actually well you're then moving into a different different thing yes where where this is a, a new focus and a new and it's going to swallow up a lot of time and effort and energy and it may be that there's that that's that's there in the future or maybe that's for somebody else oh. to do uh, so yeah. engaging with those ideas and those tensions and, and backwards and forwards and, and ebbs and flows is, is, is really important. I think we can get disappointed. I think that's, that was a really important point you made, that, that mm. people can get started and then get disappointed. It's not as easy to make money or it's not as this – is, this is hard work. Yeah, no, actually it is. It is hard work and it always mm-hmm. was. And the, the people who have been successful worked really hard to get to that place. It's not just – the yeah, latest absolutely. thing is going to it's going to be easy money there isn't any easy money even less so now i think with everything the way it's changed yes. and you know the pressures financial pressures that that are throughout the world it's not it's not just in the uk or in australia it, it is and who knows mm. who knows what's coming next so we have to be able to Ooh. adjust and pivot and be flexible <laughs> <laughs> all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I think working with alpacas tra- trains you for all of that because you never know. You walk around the corner, yes. oh, and there's a snake. Or you walk around the corner and, oh, there's a, uh, an alpaca that's limping. Why, why is she limping? What's yes, going yeah. on here? Uh, you, just, you just never know. So all the time, these are opportunities to grow. Um, mm. And we just have to be real, realistic. Without, that's not to squash passion or vision or or anything but we need mm-hmm. to to say okay if if i really want to do that how do i how do i move how do i lean in that direction how do i move that direction so that i have the best shot of of being able to to do this and i'm curious about 
this? What if I did this with the fiber? Okay, well, that's that's mm-hmm. like an experiment thing that you mm-hmm. can do. When you get so far, then how do, how do I scale that up? Uh, is this yeah. just a really good idea? Well, maybe I can pass the idea on to somebody else, or maybe we can work together locally mm. if there's a group of, of, of people. In, and, it, and that's all going to change and, mm-hmm. and things as well. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. I, th- I think there are differences, yes, yes. different differences between between the UK and Australia, clearly, but I think there are some similarities, mm. um, and, mm-hmm, and exactly how mm-hmm. we work it out is is still work in progress. <laughs> Something I noticed: yeah. there's a lot of um, agritourism in the in the um, in the UK. Mm. Yeah, that's maybe it's maybe it's the places that I've been, but or things that I've yeah. seen, but lots of alpaca walking, alpaca experiences um yeah. some of that um we are doing in australia as well there's a few people doing but not to the extent and glamping mm. and camping yeah. with alpacas and things like that yeah it's interesting because I, I i did look at that as an option um because steve the ideal thing would be for me to be home full time with my alpacas right so yeah. i'm always looking <laughs> at a way <laughs> how do i get there yeah how do I get there? I hope that my boss is not listening to this podcast, but Absol- I love absolutely. my boss anyhow. It's a future dream. It's a yeah. future dream. It's to retire yeah. and to be with the alpacas full time. And um, so I've always been thinking, how could I make money with my alpacas? I don't make any profit, to tell you the truth. But can I make a profit so that I can live off my alpacas? But at the same time, the problem that I have is I have a very strong set of values and mm. I am, I struggle with the idea of using an animal, you know, to profit from and things like that. So, but, um, you know, part of me is also uh, not interested in making your packers a business because I think they'll just right. be too much pressure. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No and I mean, I've I've met so many people that are just happy with their six alpacas or their, and they get involved. Mm. They keep learning. They keep you know learning about fecal egg testing and and handling and all sorts of things, how to improve the pasture and how to do this and that. But um, alpacas are their their animal, their hobby, and that's it. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's wonderful as well. And I think I'm sort of maybe in a, in a few years' time I might be at, at that end, Steve. I might be talking about that uh, because every yeah. year or so you we do this talk and you ask me how you know how are things going, what are your plans, <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, going back to the reflection and and things, I think you know, for me, it's really enjoying the animals. Uh, that's mm. that you know that's what I enjoy the most, and yeah. rather than striving to be the best breeder or striving to yeah. make money or yeah do anything like that. Yeah, I I think it's it's easier. I, well, I think it's for most people. It probably the this is a hobby mm. uh, kind of end of things. Exactly. I mean, you can do stuff that that brings some income, but to to make a living with alpacas, you've got to kind of do it at a scale and do it in a way 
that is less common. Most people don't reach that kind of success uh, business-wise. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's the same with, with farming. You look at, the, at, at people who've got small holdings and they're doing a little bit and it's kind of them. They're managing and they're enjoying what they're doing, and they're they're getting some benefit from it. But it's compare that with the, with some of the really big farms. Oh, and they really are big, mm. <laughs> especially in Australia. Yes. And it's that that kind of it's a different thing. And that doing it as a business is is a challenge and is not easy to do. And I think you know that's another one of those reality check things. Uh, it's not easy money, but there is a business there. Um, mm-hmm. and you can, you can do things which, which give a good, good income, but it is not as easy as people mm-hmm. often like to think, I think. Um, mm. so that's been, been our experience and, and, you know, that things changed because it was beyond us, the, the, uh, the financial situation changed. We, we kind of bought, <laughs> bought at the, at the height and then the, and then the, the bottom kind of dropped out of the market almost. And, and it, it changed oh, significantly just as, I mean, oh, okay, that was good timing. Um, <laughs> uh, but you know, but that's the way things go. And then they, it comes up again and then it goes down again. And so it's, it's recognizing that it's in that kind of mix of things as well. And it, so it, it's, uh, yeah. but yeah, I, I, I think, I think you need to find a place that's, you're comfortable that it's giving you mm. a return, not necessarily financial, but but a, a return that says this is, this is how I want to live. This I I'm feeling, yeah. intern, you know, my my internal being is being fed and nurtured and satisfied. I'm I'm able to care, and I'm able to learn. I'm able to give. I'm mm-hmm. able to receive, and this is all coming from being involved with with alpacas. So yeah, yes. interesting. Yeah, absolutely. You're the philosopher. Philosopher, absolutely. Yes, there we go. <laughs> That's, uh, it doesn't pay the bills, does it? There we go. So oh, no, it's I been know. lovely. Be, be lovely talking with you again. Thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom and your philosophy. I, I, I like. I like. It's really interesting. I I notice it. I don't know whether you do, but I notice the way things have changed over the years that we've been talking, um, mm-hmm. and and. There's a there's a healthy side to all of that, that which says you've been learning, you've been mm-hmm. growing, you've been trying things, and then you've been adapting and changing and going a different different way in response to all kinds of internal external factors, uh, which we we all have to live with, and mm. uh, yeah, yeah. So it's been really good. Thank you so much, Rita. It's a pleasure speaking. Thank with Thank you, you so much for being there and for being the constant as well in my life. Like I said, I I listen to the Alpaca Tribe in bursts. <laughs> I don't listen every week, um, you know, yeah, look, every fortnight, but I, when there's space, I sort of listen to a few episodes and, um, you know, the reflection that you bring is um, something that I'm trying to do more of and I think that's, that's helping a lot. So it's really good to talk to you, Steve. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your comments there. Mm. Really helpful. Great. And we'll see you again soon, hopefully. Take care. <laughs> Thank you. This is the Alpaca Tribe, and I'm Steve Hetherington.
great day. 